This episode of The Tome is brought to you by listeners like you. Thanks for supporting us as patrons over at patreon.com slash the Tome Show. Welcome to Fit for D&D, the Tome Show's fitness show. It is October of 2021. This is now an every other month check-in show. Please ignore the fact that we haven't recorded since April. Uh, (laughs) Where Tracy, Sam, and I talk about how we're doing with our fitness goals. uh, And then maybe dig into some sort of topic or interview or whatever comes up. Um, Tracy, Sam, how are we doing today? Tracy? Uh, Okay. Just a little tired. No. I, yeah. I think the exhaustion is real. I feel like I, I've been talking to my students about how we're all just exhausted and at our wits end. And and I, and I told them today, I, I think what's happened is last year we did that condensed schedule where we started at different times and ended at different times, but went straight through each semester with no breaks whatsoever. Um, and so we've gotten ourselves into that frame of mind. And so now we're on week six or seven or whatever it is, and it feels like it's just going to go forever, and we're only halfway through. And ah, right? Um, right. And I'm really hoping that in a week and a half, when we have our week long fall break, that it completely like resets things. And then, because once we hit there, it's like two weeks on a break, two weeks on a break. You get a week for fall break. Yeah, we do. We get one day. We get, oh, my, my, Kids in the in the K twelve schools get half a week. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, we get we get a full week, uh, and then come back for two weeks, and then it's Thanksgiving, and then come back for like th- two three weeks, and then the semester's over. Yeah, so we we, we just gotta make it through the next either. two weeks. What'd you say, Tracy? I said we don't really get anything either, Sam. Yeah, maybe it's a northeast thing. Yeah, must be. Yeah, I well. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Because when, when I well, was Well, see, North Carolina, our, our, we got... fall break, our fall break actually was Columbus Day. Okay. And they've, they have very smartly decided to no longer refer to it as Columbus Day sure. officially. Now it's called fall break. It's fall break. Yeah, see, but our, it's only one. When I was in North so. Carolina uh, in grad school, we had a fall break. But the fall break was like – it was like only two days Mm-hmm. It was either like a Monday, Tuesday, or a Thursday, Friday. So you got kind of got yeah. a long weekend out of it, and mm-hmm. pretty consistently every semester or every year, it would be two days that I didn't have classes anyway. So it had literally zero effect. <laughs> so. I mean, at Cornell, they did the same thing. It was like one or two days. It was always a Monday and a Tuesday or something or something like that. But I mean, I was in grad school, so I was in the lab anyway. It didn't matter what the rest of the school was doing. And maybe it's a function of the fact that that I'm in a private school and we can do what we want. (laughs) Yeah, could be. That may be it, too. I don't know. In any case, I get you, Tracy. We're all exhausted. Uh, And, and yeah, Yeah. I am dragging today. I really, really um, did not want to go to the gym today. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. But I knew we were recording tonight, so I did anyway. <laughs> I was so uh, proud yeah. of you. Yeah. I saw your post. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I mean, I've gotten, well, I guess let's talk about how we're doing, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah. I think last time, it's hard to remember because we totally haven't recorded yeah. our every other month podcast since April. <laughs> um, life just kept happening and. You know, and, and we kept trying to get ourselves on a schedule where we were going every other month opposite the book club mm-hmm. recordings. Um, so technically, I guess this is supposed to be our September recording, but it is October fifth. <laughs> so here we are. Um, it's close. So yeah, so I think my goal then was to try to get back into a routine of getting to the gym and exercising more. I had been avoiding the gym for like a year and a half because COVID, uh, but once. Um, Everybody in the family who could be vaccinated was vaccinated. The only one in the family who's not is my youngest, who's who's low risk uh, generally anyway. Um, and so I started going back to the gym. And I've been going pretty regularly. My goal is three days a week. Sometimes life happens. i got to pick kids up from clubs after school or whatever. Um, 
and 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 honestly, the last like month or so, it's gotten more ragged. It's gotten more once a week or twice a week or whatever, um, which was all the more reason today when I was exhausted and really didn't want to go. Um, <laughs> that that I kicked myself in the butt and went anyway. It also helps that um, now that he's in a better routine for it, my oldest son. Um, who's also vaccinated has been going with me and that helps keep, keep me accountable. Um, cause I want, cause, cause like he's not going to keep me accountable. He's not going to remind me, Hey dad, aren't we supposed to go to the gym today? Uh, but there's the part of me who's like, well, I, I, he needs to go. And if mm-hmm. I'm going to make him go, then, then I guess I'm going to the gym, you know? So <laughs> my dad instinct to make him go to the gym has, uh, helped me go more often too. So. <laughs> the dad drive is is stronger right. than the than, than the, the self preservation one. Some, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> so so yeah. So I've been I've been getting to the gym. Uh, fortunately, on top of vaccinations, um, in the last I don't know four months, six months since Delta really took off, uh, my gym, which is associated with a local hospital system. Um, decided to no longer go mask optional. For a long time, it was mask optional. But if you were vaccinated, mask optional. If you weren't vaccinated, mm-hmm. you were supposed to be masked, but nobody was checking. So basically just nobody wore masks. Right. Um, but now they've gone to mask required for everybody because if the doctors and the nurses and whatever are going to be there to exercise, they need it to be a place where they can do that. So, right. um, so yeah, so now it's supposed to be everybody's masked. And most people are pretty good about that. There's a handful of people that the, – the, the one guy that I see every afternoon that I'm there who, who insists on never wearing his mask properly um, and who I've seen behind the counter at the front desk several times. So I think he's an, even an employee and refuses mm. to wear his mask drives me a little crazy because if anybody should be wearing it, it should be a good example. It should be somebody who works there. But here we are. Um, and I'm not going to say anything because there's been too many – very public sort of conflicts in, in our society about such simple things as caring about other people. So, yeah. So that's kind of where, yeah. where I'm at. I, I have not been weighing myself. Um, I don't know that I've weighed myself since April and I meant to weigh myself today just to check in for tonight <laughs> and I didn't. Uh, mm-hmm. So I have no idea how, how my weight's doing. Um, as has been the case for me, I think every time I've worked on my fitness, when I exercise, I feel better, but I usually don't lose weight and I haven't changed my diet really in the last Mm -hmm. year at at all. Uh, my diet's not great and I don't, so I I don't think I'm probably losing any weight, but I feel stronger. I feel healthier. You know, I, I know I'm making progress in the gym because, uh, every time I, you know, do each exercise, I'm I'm lifting more weight or I'm mm-hmm. doing more reps or whatever. So I know I'm making progress, right. but I'm not. I don't think I'm any smaller. You know, my clothes don't fit better or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Which can be a little. I don't know. It's frustrating, but it's discouraging. Yeah. 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 It, it does drive um, me a little crazy that, like, you know, every now and then I like I I almost never wear khakis. But I went to go put on my khakis a couple of weeks ago and discovered, oh, no, that's not going to happen. These don't fit and I probably haven't worn them in three years and they they yeah. don't fit anymore. And, I, you know, I guess I need to go buy some new clothes <laughs> and that sucks, <laughs> you know, because prob- that means I'm probably gaining weight um, even yeah. as I'm trying to exercise more. Yeah, so I um... – I have the same problem if I don't weigh myself. It doesn't matter if I like I so I tried the not weighing myself thing, mm-hmm. right? Cuz that cuz we had talked about in fact on one of the other episodes about it being uh, maybe just I need to shift like the mentality of weight cuz weight is not the most important right. thing, right? And so try to shift that away. The problem is that I'm a very Con, I I need the concrete mm-hmm. like number, you know. I need the reference point, mm-hmm. and I don't weigh myself every day, but I weigh myself at least twice a week. Um, because if I don't have that reference point, and I don't like if if I weigh myself twice a week, and for three weigh-ins, I weigh the exact same thing, like 
I know I need to do something, right? I need to do something different. I either need to increase my exercise by 10 minutes or like, you know, decrease my calorie intake for a few days or increase my water intake. You know what I mean? Like, and, and just sort of the, I, because I'm weighing myself every other day or whatever, I, I can actually moderate. I feel like smaller changes, like changing my exercise by five minutes doesn't seem like that big of a deal. But if you do that for four days in a row, that's 20 minutes different for that Mm -hmm. four days. You know what I mean? So, and it ends up making a slight bit of difference. I'm still not on a schedule where I exercise as much as I want to, as often as I want to. Um, but because I'm weighing myself like on a relatively regular basis, I get, I, I have more of a concrete sort of idea. I've got a yeah. number I can put to something, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. I just, yeah, it, it it's it's this weird sort of push pull thing because I do still believe that weight is not like I'm not doing this just to lose weight because right. it's a number of whatever, but like it is also true that my weight is correlated with sleeping better and with feeling overall better and, and those things. And so if I'm not tracking it and I don't have a number to really like focus on, then I lose, I lose track of it. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's tricky. We first had, I think it was with David net. We had the conversation Mm -hmm. about not weighing ourselves so often. Um, And, and, and part of it, because weight is not, the, the beginning or the end of the conversation, it is one of many data points and it's not even necessarily mm-hmm. the most important one, but it's the one that we fixate right. on and seeing mm-hmm. the lack of progress can be really disheartening. Like I think I would be more um, disappointed in myself if I was weighing in and seeing my weight go up or, mm-hmm. or not doing anything for, for months right. on end. Um, but I also remember the times that I have successfully lost lots of weight Mm-hmm. And I was weighing in regularly, right? I knew mm-hmm. how much, you know, I knew, oh, well, I went up uh, a half a pound in the last couple of days. And so I w- it would motivate me to change my my eating behavior mm-hmm. to, to sort of make up that difference or whatever. So I don't know. Right. Um, that my, it, it could be that I've gone too far the other way and I'm not tracking it enough. And maybe mm-hmm. I, maybe it would be motivating for me to pay more attention to my weight and to weigh in more often. Um, or, you know, try it for a few months and see how it goes and we'll check in yeah. again in, in, in November right. and, and see what I think then. But mm-hmm. so, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's sort of where I'm at. I, I've also found, um, you were talking about the difficulty of finding time to exercise. Um, mm-hmm. it seemed counterintuitive, but the strategy I ended up finding that worked for me is to exercise on my busiest day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, we were talking before the recording that my teaching schedule is such that I have all of my classes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So my mm-hmm. original thought was great. I'm going to be exhausted on those days. It's a full day. Um, right. you know, I'm just going to exercise on, uh, Monday and Wednesday, uh, and then, and then try to get into Saturday or a Friday mm-hmm. day or as well. Uh, right. and it turned out no, because those are the days that I'm doing other things. I'm grading, I'm lesson planning, I'm going to meetings, mm-hmm. uh, and I end up working later. Whereas on the Tuesdays and Thursdays, like I'm teaching all day and I'm exhausted. Um, but I also like, nobody is worried about, you know, I don't have other things scheduled. And so when my mm-hmm. classes are over, like I'm home by four, four thirty. I have mm-hmm. about an hour to, to squeeze it in and do it before I come home and make dinner. Um, and that's sort of – that works for me. Like it's my busy day anyway. I'm already exhausted. I mm-hmm. might as well go and, and do this and, and work out some of my, my, my you know, mental exhaustion by, by uh, physically exerting myself as well. Um, and, and that has actually been uh, really helpful for me in terms of my schedule is finding those days that I'm really busy – and finding that one time in my in that day that I can squeeze in uh, exercise, and that just becomes mm-hmm. part of my my busy day where I'm just doing stuff the whole time. But part of that is right. going to the gym. Yeah, so. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I um, yeah, 
I wish I could use that strategy, but I teach five days a week. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I just ha- I just haven't found a way to work it in. There's and, you know, part of it is still that weird, like psychic block of, you know, I just it wasn't part of my life growing up. So it just was not mm. the it wasn't integral to my day-to-day operation and still that affects me because as soon as I get busy or something happens and I have to refocus and change some priorities around, it's the thing that falls off. Yeah. Um, I get that. It wasn't part of my routine growing up either, but there's, I think my, my uh, uh, predilection towards routine overrides that, right? And so just mm-hmm. ha- making it the routine. Like if unless something is specifically scheduled that late on a Tuesday, Thursday, th- I just go to the gym because that's the routine I've, I've managed to establish yeah. for myself. But you have to force yourself for the first few weeks to make mm-hmm. it a routine. So. Right, for sure. Yeah, I think there's some there's some research somewhere that says something like um if you do something the same exact way 18 times, mm. it it can become a habit. Okay. So, it takes that few number of times, but it has to be the same way, right? Oh. And it has to be right, it has to be the actual intentional like habit forming 18 times. It right. can't just be, oops, I accidentally ended up doing this the same way 18 times, right? Yeah. It has to be, you know, so. Yeah, it, that's anyway. similar. There's, we were we started off our, our with our stream pre-recording um, talking about <laughs> education, and that's similar to what um, is discussed in, in terms of brain research in, in the field of education, uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, you have to do a thing, a cert, you have to do, engage in a routine a certain number of times before it really becomes ingrained. Uh, right. Usually the number I hear is more than 18, uh, anywhere mm-hmm. from, from mid-20s to, to like 36-ish. Uh, and yeah. there's also a well-established and, and um, studied routine that, you, you know, okay, so you've got the routine – and then there's a formula, you know, after a certain amount of time, you're going to falter, you're going to, it's going to fall right. off, you're going to slot backslide, mm-hmm. and you have to get through that and, and continue on. And then eventually, you can get to a spot where it's just part of daily life. But right. um, I'm hoping that I my last few, my last few weeks here of not getting three days a week, but still forcing myself to go at least once uh, is my mm-hmm. backsliding. And that if I keep plowing through it, then then I'll be good. But yeah, yeah. yeah. My real issue is that life happens, and so who knows? So. Yep, I know that story. <laughs> so, so which of you wants to talk about how you've been doing in the last two months since April? <laughs> Tracy seems pretty focused on her art right now. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I can talk uh, unless you want to. It's, uh, it's up to you. Uh, so I've been talking about kind of trying to get into routines uh starting early july i created kind of like a rotation for meals so i decided that was what i was going to concentrate on so we have been cooking other than this week and it's not i don't think it's a backsliding week it's just that we were not home this past weekend which is uh makes it harder to do the meal planning and grocery ordering uh we've been eating most of our home or meals at home uh cooking a lot of cool stuff uh, and that's helped a lot. And then also, you, you did a uh, lot of that uh, before you moved to New York, didn't you? You did a lot of sort of meal planning and and doing unique and fun recipes. Yeah, definitely the unique and fun recipes part. Not so much the meal planning part. <laughs> uh, I have never been great at it. But what I found was if I just kind of created a series of like a four week rotation with different, I call them theme nights. It makes it sound like it's a restaurant, but it's more like it makes it easier to pick because I'm not mm. trying to pick a rest, like a recipe from thousands of recipes. I'm trying to find, you know, uh, an Instapot recipe or a soup recipe or a, a Tex-Mex night recipe. Uh, it makes it a little easier, at least for me, just the way my brain works. I want to um, have one of your Indian food meals. Yeah. That's because that's like one of my favorite types of food and it's a little harder to get here now that we've moved. Uh, and then the other thing that's helping with the routine a little bit is that uh, my son started school and can take the, gets a ride to our house. So he gets home a little earlier. Um, that means I can, 
you know, I've put into, I, I start my job earlier, but I get to end my day earlier. Uh, and we can have the routine like about, this is when I cook. So when I cook dinner and stuff like that. So my, uh, phone has become a series of alarms that tells me mm. this is when I need to start each thing. Mm. And that has actually helped, uh, as, as, as much as it feels silly to say it, mm-hmm. but, um, I've done that with my my youngest um, for his most recent birthday. He got a uh, what was it the Garmin Fit Junior Black Panther themed watch. Um, oh, cool! And through the app that I have on my phone, I can set a bunch of alarms for him and, and sync it up. And so, when you know if he's out playing with the neighborhood kids or he's out riding his bike or whatever, there's an alarm that goes off that tells him when it's time to come home, and, and that alarm just goes off every day whether he's out or not. So. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I'm hoping eventually, you know, to help my my son get stuff like that. Uh, it's a little hard at five, sure. but uh, it, we're starting to set that routine, which is something that I've never been great at. So hopefully, it'll help him see a way to do it. Uh, and then what else? I, that's been a lot of it because the mm-hmm. whole summer was um, I switched uh, roles in my company, so I went from mm-hmm. one type of role. Uh, more on the engineering side over to security side. Uh, and because I switched roles, of course, for a little while, I was doing both. Uh, and that was kind of hectic and and uh, interesting. And then my mom has been feeling a lot better, uh, So, but still had to do a bunch of doctor visits and things like that. So it was stressful. And what I found is by being able to shift and do that meal planning more, eating healthier, uh, I could manage the stress better even if I didn't necessarily have time to work out or have a lot of excess capacity for mm-hmm. all the things I would like to do eventually. You also recently posted a resource that I found very helpful. Uh, you posted, I think, on Facebook, the um, How to ADHD uh, video mm-hmm. um, channel yeah. on YouTube. Uh, and like I mentioned in the pre-recording bit, one of the sources of much frustration in our in our family is my son being able to focus and get things done and do homework and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and and he has ADHD. Um, and and I started watching it on my own. I'm like, oh, these are kind of cute and they're fun, and I'm I'm learning some things. And um, it's it's confirming some of it's confirming a little bit of you know. I wonder if I was, you know, uh, in school today, I, I imagine I probably would have been diagnosed because I have a lot of these traits that are described and whatever um, as well. But then I stopped watching it on my own because he wanted to watch it. And so n- now, you know, and I think it's great. It's great for him. Like we watch we watch him and he's like and I'm like, OK, so do you see yourself in any of those things? Oh, yeah, this, this and this. I'm like, oh, but what about this thing? You didn't say that, but I see you in that. You know, and so he's. Uh, better understanding his own brain and and how it works and I think that's good for his mental health um, and and you know by by transitive property uh, I hope will be good for our mental health as well <laughs> so well, there's work to do but uh, I think it might be a good resource so thank you for sharing that oh you're welcome and it was even if it's okay to share it it was great for me because uh, I had actually been diagnosed uh, with like it was hard for them to know for sure. Uh, and what they said was, um, had they tested me when I was a, a kid, uh, it probably would have been way clearer. But a lot of times, some people are able to create a lot of coping mechanisms right. that help mask it more. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing that it's underlying it and and thus be able to like understand more like why the menu planning works for me better and why I, you know, certain things are helping me that in the past I've really struggled with and that just didn't talk about, Mm -hmm. uh, over the past few months and a a year because kind of had to pandemic, uh, (laughs) has been really good. And even things like, I I guess somebody else I, I saw had talked about, um, the person that does it and she uses a lot of facial expressions and it turns Mm -hmm. out that that potentially works a lot better for at least some people who uh, are on that on that spectrum to be mm-hmm. able to engage with the content more and, and keep track of it. Mm-hmm. Do you find that the the meal planning and that kind of stuff also helps you make the meals healthier because you're planning them out ahead of time when you're not hungry and it's not in that moment, you know? <laughs> well, and, and I can be more 
optimistic. The the one thing that uh, has been harder is at the very beginning when I was doing it for like the first month or so, I was setting aside time Sunday um, to cut up the veggies and that helps a lot. And I just, the past mm-hmm. month or so has been harder to do that and I want to get back to it. Okay. Uh, but once the veggies were all cut up, the meals themselves each night took a lot less time or a ton healthier. But the big thing was lunch times because I could basically have a mini salad bar on my oh, okay. kitchen counter, make a make a really good salad for lunch uh, using nice. some of the leftovers and a lot of stuff. So I want to get back to that part. That's probably like my goal for the next okay. two months. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I always found I, I do all the cooking for the family uh, and I've never I've never liked doing the veggie cutting ahead of time. Hey, I don't really hate doing the veggie cutting uh, and so doing it that night. But it's also I find that what you're getting at the grocery stores aren't always as as high quality as you want them to be. And so if I chop up a bunch of bell peppers on Sunday that by Thursday they're kind of soggy and they've gone soft and they're going bad. Um, but if I do it that night, then it's not so not as bad. So Yeah, and I do make sure it's you know, obviously the first half of the week is good. The other thing we did was we switched from like the large chain uh, supermarkets to um, it's not a farmer's market, but it's called uh, Adams Ferric or Farms around here. So it's a smaller chain that focuses a lot more on getting local produce, right. which I think helps a little bit with the, the thing you're talking about. Yeah. The thing I want to try next is some of the stuff for like particularly Instapot meals. Um I can cut up the veggies and freeze them because it's not really going to change the texture right. when they get cooked. Uh, and then I can just pull it out. And with the meat that and stuff we're putting in, I actually don't even have to defrost it necessarily. Nice. And do you feel better? You've been doing this for a little while again now. Is, do you feel better because you're doing it? Yeah. And I can tell the weeks when I don't, when I start straying back to the land of carbs. Uh, <laughs> and so... Um, I can feel the difference. So it's, it's a good motivator for it. Although I, I stress is, and, and goes back to like the conversation we we're having before the real issue I need is I need to maintain stress, manage stress levels because the stress drives me to want to eat carbs. So we'll get there eventually. Okay. So when you say you feel different, how does it feel? What's the difference? I'm, I'm trying uh, to identify things in my own life because sometimes we have low-carb meals and sometimes I make low-carb meals for my wife who doesn't do any carbs or sugar. Uh, but, you know, for me and the kids tonight, you know, I made ravioli and that was that was our meal. So. Right. So – and I do have the, that diabetes type 2 stuff. So when right. I have a lot of carbs and my blood sugar is higher, I get brain fog. Uh, I'll get tired. Uh, great thing of having – like you get increased urination and increased thirst. So uh, those are all things you can feel uh, if right. you're if okay. you're eating that way. Excellent. Cool. Sam? Yeah. How you doing? Yeah, so um I it's it's funny, um Tracy talks about Adams Fairacre. They carry so my wife and I we go to uh, this local farm down in our area and it's called uh, Bialis Farms or Bialis Farms and actually Adams carries some of their produce and I have to tell you that the best carrots I have ever eaten in my my life and I mean just raw carrot like out of the ground rinse it off and eat this thing it is like the most delicious carrot the most delicious peas the like these the farms down there they're all black dirt farms so it's really really high nutrient dirt and it just tastes amazing this i i highly recommend it so if you see that as something at, at adams i know they carry their produce sometimes tracy i highly recommend uh choosing them and getting their stuff because it is really really good and it's a high nutritional value you know yeah. Um, and any of yeah, our listeners uh, or viewers in the, yeah. in the New York state area. <laughs> yeah, no, Adams is a great place. We, we've gone there several times. Um, but um, so, yeah, no, I, I, I feel I, it's, you know, I also have issues with stress levels. And that's where the majority of my sort of bad eating habits come in because the stress relief is the go to a carb first, right? And I've been I've been doing pretty well with that, you know, for the several months. 
um, because I've been very cognizant of it. Um, and even sometimes I basically just say, F it, I'm, I'm going to do it anyway, even though I know I should not like, but this, mm-hmm. I just, it's too much right now and I just need to do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even just being cognizant of it, of making that actual choice has stopped me from doing that even more. You know what I mean? Um, so for me, there's a lot of just self-knowledge about what's happening and what's going on. And I fully appreciate what you're saying about the watching the ADHD video and whatnot and trying to help your son notice things about himself. And then when there's one that he doesn't notice yet, but you notice and you say, like, that's awesome. I, that is just awesome. I love that. I, I applaud both of you for like doing those sorts of things. That's just amazing to me. But also, I can't help but think that has to make your son feel like he's not alone. To be able to watch right. this video, and it's about behaviors of a whole lot of people, and he identifies with some of them. Like, that is just, that is, you know, there's a lot of bad things the internet has brought to us. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's really good to highlight some of the good things the internet has brought to us sometimes. And I have to think that's got to be one of the better things that has been able to happen for a lot of people. Cause that's, that's just amazing. I just think that's so awesome. Um, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say is one of the cool things recently was, I think it was her talking about dopamine reaction from certain types of food and it was mm. interesting because um, to me, one of the things is like, I always wish I could just get like a tiny slice of cake because that's all I really need. Mm-hmm. Like to, I get the maximal just, benefit yeah. from that. And everything else after that is just extra calories that I really don't want, but I want to finish the cake because I don't want to waste it. Mm. Right. And it's because the dopamine comes from the first few bites. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, the kick, oh. yeah, the reward cycle kicks mm-hmm. in as soon as you take the first bite and as soon as you've got a couple of bites in and, and all those carbs hit the stomach and the small intestines, that the, your reward cycle is already going. Um, but I'm like you. Like I was taught you clean your plate. Right. If you don't clean your plate, no matter what it started with on it, you're in trouble, right? And that includes – any kind of sugary, sweet dessert thing. First of all, if you don't clean your plate, you don't get dessert. And so if mm-hmm. dessert, so it's kind of this wicked cycle, right? Dessert's your reward. But then also here's this enormous hunk of cake or this two, two giant scoops of ice cream for a 10 year old, right? Like, and, and you better finish it. Cause if you don't finish it next time, you won't get any. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a, there's that's a how I ended. That's how I ended up like yeah. this. I was a I was a young kid in like elementary school, and um, my I mean I always grew up with the you gotta clean your plate sort of uh, mm-hmm. uh, yep. policy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my dad blew out his knee uh, mm. and couldn't go out and exercise anymore. And for whatever reason, his coping mechanism was a bowl of ice cream every night. Yeah. And if dad's eating ice cream every night, if I clean my plate, right. I got to eat ice mm-hmm. cream every night. And I went from this like rail thin skinny kid to mm-hmm. to the Jeff you see today, you know? Right. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I was younger too, like there was I so we we didn't have a ton of money. I wouldn't say we were dirt poor, but we were like real close, <laughs> right? Um we, we were we were the poor of, you know, mom and dad sitting at the kitchen table saying, OK, well, so do we pay the electric bill or do we cut our groceries in half because we can't do both of those things? So which one are we going to choose this week? Mm-hmm. And, you know, can't, go look in the cabinet and how much cereal is in there, because if we can do without buying a couple of boxes, of cereal, you know, that that sort of like let's negotiate how we're going to actually get through the week. Um, and I, you know, I had somebody tell me one time I couldn't possibly be poor cause I was fat. I was a fat kid, right? Mm. Like I wasn't always fat, but I, I was really thin and then, you know, puberty hit and I got fat. Um, and, and they, t- they just couldn't believe, well, if you were poor, you wouldn't have all that food to eat. You'd just be skinny. Right. Which is a complete fallacy. Right. right. And in fact, now, 40 years later, 30 years later, we see how detrimental cheap food is actually really high in carbs and right. high in sugar and not filling at all. And that's what the people who don't have as much money, that's what they have to buy so that they can buy enough to feed 
their family and then you get this cycle of you know whatever um but but back then we didn't have that yet right there wasn't a, a huge enormous like obesity epidemic and we didn't have at that point yet 40 years of a really messed up food pyramid that right. doesn't really actually follow science right we had it was just the beginnings of it and it was the space age and everything oh no science and plastic and everything was wonderful and the 70s were great and you know, then living they, through science. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so that was, you know, but in any case, so that's sort of, there's sort of all these roots of everything everywhere. Right. And, and just, I find that for me, the older I get, the more I sort of try to, you know, tease out and I don't mean sit and psychoanalyze and go, okay, well, here's why this happened here. I, I mean, like, as I'm making choices about what I'm buying at the grocery store and, you know, making sort of little micro transactions with myself right like if i go to the store and i decide oh well i need to buy you know we we still eat bread so we're gonna buy bread well what kind of bread do we buy instead of just grabbing any old bread we get bread that has no high fructose corn syrup and bread mm -hmm. that's all natural and bread that doesn't have any you know bleached flour and you know those sorts of things um so those that's what i mean by like little sort of thoughtful decisions about what we're doing changing a little tiny bit at a time mm -hmm. and so I, we've been trying to do that um pretty consistently for the past three or four months and just really be thoughtful about the stuff that we're buying and me personally i've been trying to be thoughtful about my portions and you know not not as much about what i'm eating at first as how much i'm eating and then mm -hmm. it got to where it was okay now and what am i eating right mm -hmm. and so trying to sort of shift that and i've been doing really well i've lost about 12 or 14 pounds in the past couple of months which is really good um so that's that's part of partly the um like tracking my food better and then also exercising more because that for, and it's funny jeff that you mentioned that when you exercise you end up not losing the weight because at first i wasn't losing the weight either because mm -hmm. i was exercising so of course when you exercise you start retaining water a little bit because your body's trying to figure out wait what are you doing do i need this water for you know whatever right. but then you're losing water because you're sweating and so your body gets all messed up for a, a little while but then you're building muscle and you need all the nutrients that you're taking in to build all the new tissue right. so you don't you don't doesn't look like you're losing anything but your body is changing right like you're right and so i had a little bit of that too and then eventually that ends up stopping and i and i end up starting to lose the weight and so and i went and i yeah. looked at my I i've been i've gone me. years of consistently exercising and never yeah, yeah. had significantly yeah. lost from it yeah and, and everybody's different like there's yeah. not you know i'm just saying for me like that sort of thing happens at the beginning and then it ends up and then i'll hit a plateau and it'll happen like that again for a while and then it'll fall off again but um i went back and i looked at my lose it account and the last time that i had like put in a weight goal for lose it was in like 2017 and i'm actually down 24 pounds from that moment okay. so that was nice. you know that was like five years ago right but but still or four years ago but to think about that for a second i'm like okay and well 12 of that is just for the past two months that means that you know who knows when the other 12 was but like obviously i can maintain something right like mm -hmm. I, so that actually felt kind of interesting to me because i was like i hadn't really thought about that account for a while and so and then i started like really paying attention to my food again in the past month and it was like oh wow you know i actually have really done some things so as much as the changes are slow and steady the fact that they're slow and steady means that eventually they are making it is making a difference. So right. you know, but but my biggest thing right now is just stress stress relief because I I still have issues with trying to deal with stress and having different uh, responses to stress and and trying to figure mm -hmm. out things and you know it's a very stressful time just in the world in general right now. We're still we still have pandemic issues, people. Like this is not. We didn't suddenly snap our fingers and everything went away. Like we're right. still in pandemic weird brain thing. It is arguably yeah. worse now than it was last time we talked in April. Yeah, so. exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so and and probably there will be a third variant, right? Because there was COVID-19, then there's Delta. There's probably going to be a third one. You know, this thing, sure. they've noticed that it, there's this sort of weird two-month cycle thing where it gets bad and there's a huge outbreak and then, then it kind of – declines a little bit and then it gets bad again but it's on a weird two or three month cycle so you know it might be a little bit calmer for the next month but then 
if another variant shows up that's extremely, you know, contagious and and gets transmitted extremely easily, it'll it'll have another spike like Delta did. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're not out of the woods. And all that means, though, is that we're still just living in this weird, like, boiling point of stress, you know. And so, and, you know, then I've also got all the normal things everybody else has as well. You know, I, my mom came to visit and, you know, I've got work stress and there's, you know, different pandemic related stressors. There's, there's stress with my immediate family and my wife and, you know, there's just, it's real life stuff. Right. And so that's really where my issue is right now is that sort of stress, this maintaining appropriate stress levels and trying to find stress relief is the hardest thing for me right now. So, you know, and really all that means is it's putting the whole package together, right? Like this isn't really just about losing weight. This is about all the different techniques around losing weight and fitness and stress relief and living a life and being able to maintain a nice geeky hobby like playing D&D mm-hmm. and other RPGs and also being able to maintain our fam- familial relationships and our family health and, mm-hmm. you know, our work life balance and just all of that sort of thing is just, it, it sometimes is too much, you know, oh, yeah. it's just too, you know, when I, when I did was I, when I was in grad school, which lasted mm-hmm. forever, um, you know, I, I, I had to make sacrifices, you know, you can't live the life you were living before and also get a PhD. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and unfortunately the reality is the thing that I sacrificed, the, the things that I sacrificed, the two things I sacrificed was, um, time with my wife and my health, right? I was, I, I had to cancel my gym membership. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't have time to, to go anymore. Um, you know, and, and my goal, my hope was, okay, well, let's get through this. Let's get a job. Let's get things back on track then. Um, right. And and that was you know this is my third year uh, out of grad school <laughs> and so uh, yep. I'm, ba- I'm back to getting to the gym regularly and I was before the pandemic too but the pandemic hasn't helped and I haven't really long term put in the effort in terms of my eating um, mm. so yeah yeah so it sounds yeah, like I you're ma- you. you're making progress yeah. though I was going to ask um, mm-hmm. you know when you said that you've been trying to make these small sort of incremental changes with portion sizes and, and the selections you're making at the grocery store and whatever, um, I was going to follow up with you. Okay. But are you noticing a difference? Does it seem to actually matter, but you've lost 12 pounds and yeah, I mean, it, it matters to a point, but you know, there's a certain, you know, there's a thing about being a mammal, right? And the thing about losing weight is not just calories in, calories out, right? Like it's not – it's really not that easy of an equation. I know that's like a popular like, oh, well, whatever you put in, you got to burn. You know, like Mm. that's true from a linear mathematical perspective. But there's a lot more to weight loss than that and there's a lot more to bodily health than that. And – you know, so there, there is a thing. So what I was going to say was the thing about being a mammal is that the paradox is the more you exercise, the more you want to eat because the more you burn, the more your body tells you you need to bring in to maintain your body, right? Because whatever you're at right now, your brain is busy trying to keep you at wherever you are, right? Like that's, that's part of how your body works. Mm -hmm. And so at, but at some level, if you start reducing your calorie intake, so that you can lose weight, um, you lose weight, but then at some point you can't just eat less and less and less and still lose weight. You have to also change your activity level and you have to find the right combination because if you don't, you, you can't just eat 500 calories a day in perpetuity for the rest of your life and Mm -hmm. survive like that, that doesn't work. right? Right. So there's this weird combination of finding the right exact amount of like calories and types of food and then finding the right amount of exercise. And the reason why I say it's weird or difficult or hard is because it's not the same every day. Like there's no real formula for it, right? Because it depends on what your work schedule is like, what your family stress level is, what whether the holidays are coming up, you know, things like that <laughs> where it makes a difference, right? Like what events are coming up? Well, if you know that there's a big family shindig coming up, you have to change your life around and figure out how you're going to eat and exercise throughout that event or during that event 
to make it work. And that might not be the same as what you would do on a regular day. And so that's part of what I'm, so yes, I feel different to answer your question. I feel there's a difference, but I feel like I haven't really found the right sort of balance day to day. I feel like part of that weight loss is just kind of luck. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, so, because I made enough changes that built up enough to have me lose that weight, but part of that's just lucky Mm -hmm. um, that I, that I hit on that right combo for uh, enough days in a row (laughs) to lose, if that makes sense. Right. Like, I I feel like, yeah, it's it's not real. I'm not quite there yet. So, but it's I, progress. I feel it, but I don't. And, and you're, I mean, you're you're on the right track, uh, and yeah. and that's not nothing. I think you know, give yourself credit for that. I think. Yeah. Oh, sure. Well, and that's the thing. I try to. That's the thing. That's one of the stress relief things, right? Is give yourself a break and give yourself credit for the things you are doing right. Yeah. Um rather than just beating the hell out of yourself for stuff that maybe you made a mistake or maybe you just didn't pay attention to something one day or there's, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a stress thing too. So. Right. Not right on. But yeah. And I think you, you previewed what our next recording is going to be about. Um, Cause the next time we record, it should be right in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Mm, so I holidays. suspect, I suspect yeah. it'll once again, like it has been in the past, it'll be a, conversation about um right holiday survival yeah probably well i mean it's a it's a hard time of the year so yeah should we set our goals for next time what we're going to try to do for next time and see how see how we do sure you want me to go sure uh so i have two goals i i want to lose another Another five pounds a month, so ten, 10 more pounds between now and the next recording because we're going to record in two months. Which will be right, so, after, or, right or, after Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah so at some point around there, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm – you know, I mean I, I, it's, it's a goal, right? Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, I, and I still have the – I want to – keep uh, i want to keep getting better at my because i majority of my cardiovascular uh, exercise is is stationary biking still and so i want to keep like increasing the timing of that and the and the uh the intensity of it right because i'm not i don't always ride it at the highest intensity i sort of take a leisurely pace a lot of the time just because i'm tired or whatever so like i want to try to get on a more even keel with that and keep increasing my abilities there so i tell you intensity uh you see the fitness pictures that james intercasso posts on twitter and and Mm -hmm. maybe he's just a particularly one of those people that just sweats a lot right but man (laughs) it looks like every single workout he is working harder on every workout than i do uh for a whole month (laughs) yeah Uh, just based on the, just based on sweat levels anyway. I don't know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Tracy, what are your goals for the next couple months? I'm trying to figure that out. I think I want to keep uh, cooking and, and doing the, the healthy thing, mm-hmm. like um, eating more veggies. You going to set yourself a, a lunch salad bar? Start doing that again? Yeah. Yeah, and then try to do uh, more art again. Like maybe try to do like I am doing tonight. It doesn't have to be, it could be a coloring book, but you know, maybe half the days try to make sure I do something Mm -hmm. like that for the stress relief. I want to add exercise in there, but I don't know if uh, my schedule can, I don't think we've gotten the routine down enough where I can commit Uh to that. Yeah, I get, I get that. Yeah, me Uh, too, for sure. My, my goals are, um, I mean, I want to maintain my my going to the gym. I'm I'm hoping that this is my backsliding, and if I can get if I if I set that goal to to really maintain the the three times a week, um, you know, when at all mm-hmm. possible, then I think that would be good for me. Like I'm not going to get in a Saturday workout this week because I'm going to Chicago because my wife's running the Chicago Marathon. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Um, but I'll maybe be walking all over Chicago watching her uh, run. So that'll be good. Mm. Um, and then the other thing I'm going to try doing that um, you actually inspired Sam, uh, despite our conversation with David Nett, who, who absolutely was right, I think, in everything that he said, I think I might need the extra motivation of that number uh, and checking in more often. And so I'm going to try weighing in 
um, about once a week, maybe twice a week at most. I, I don't want to obsess over it, and or, you know, in the way that David was kind of warning us of. Um, but I think having that number um, will help me sort of make those small decisions about, you know, portion control and that kind of stuff, which I think is really where I need to go for my eating is the portion control piece. But um, I don't know. I th- I'm hoping that if I start doing the weigh-in more regularly, that will help me be naturally inclined towards working on portion portion control. And then I can talk about eating and, and set some goals for that next time we talk. So. so those are my two goals. Keep up at the gym and weigh in at least once a week. So. Okay, so I think unless anybody else has anything they want to talk about, uh, that is the end of our discussion for this month. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so if any of our listeners want to uh, chat with us or have questions, you can find the show on Facebook. You can find the show on Twitter as well. It is at the Tome Show. You can email the Tome Show at gmail.com. Uh, you can also join the Discord. It is uh, permanently linked in the Twitter um, bio, and, and it is otherwise available if you reach out in any of those other places, and I can send you the link. Um, and we, we have our own D&D fitness channel there. Um, it stays fairly active of people, uh, various listeners, and, and myself and some other folks pop in every now and then and talk about what we're, how we're doing on fitness and whatever. Um, and then you can reach each of us individually on Twitter. I am at Squatch, S-Q-U-A-C-H. Tracy? At Sarah Dark Magic, Sarah with an H. And Sam? At DM Samuel with no H. <laughs> with no H, very good. Unless, unless you're Sean Connery, then you're DM Samuel. Right. Right? Samuel. <laughs> <Yes>. Samuel. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Uh, so that is where we are with our fitness quest for today. Please come along and join us as we continue to build up our geekiness and our health. Uh, and and definitely every other month, we're not going to allow ourselves. Like the whole point is it's a check-in show and we're holding our, our, ourselves and each other accountable. Uh, and it's hard to do that when we only talk, you know, twice a year. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, getting back to every other month. We were doing monthly. We're going to do every other month now because it's hard to squeeze it in our recording schedule. So, all right, that's it. I'm not a